Hello, everyone. Welcome to Eternity, where love never fails. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening. This is the Eternity Bible Study Podcast, where we walk through the Bible together every weekday, Monday through Friday. We're podcasting from here in the United States and in Zambia with a goal to share our thoughts and encourage one another as we read God's Word together verse by verse. My co-host in Zambia, Matali, and I are both listening to Through the Bible podcast and then sharing our thoughts and encouragement with you. From America to Africa and everywhere else, God is in control. As always, our attribution goes to Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee. So, if you've ever wanted to try to read the Bible every day, we hope you can join us. We're regular people just like you, trying to learn more about God and walk in step with His Holy Spirit. So, if you have your Bible, feel free to read along, and if not, no problem. We'll put it all together for you. So, let's get started. We're going to be looking at Philippians chapter 3. We'll start at verse 7 and go all the way down to verse 14. And as we start, just a question for you. How do you think about uh, your life as it measures up? How do you think about um, all the things you've accomplished up to now and all the things you're striving for and want to accomplish? What does that look like to you? Well, it's going to look like probably something different for every one of us. We all have our goals and our objectives and sort of our plans that we make for things that we want to do things that we're hoping for. But Paul's saying, once he met Christ, all that turned upside down. Once he met Christ, everything he thought he had gained in his life became a loss. And every loss that he had in his life became a gain. It's amazing. This is a beautiful story, a beautiful illustration that he's painting for us about a conversion. His conversion and the conversion of every Christian, what we all have in common. That realization that we are nothing before God. We have nothing to bring to God. There is nothing that we have that we can do, that we can achieve, that He can use. We, in our sin, uh, are utterly repulsive to God. And, and it's that realization, that utter repulsiveness that we have in our human sin <clears throat> that makes us detestable to God, but in that, He loves us anyway. It's not like we're just good people and He loves us. We're not good people. We're detestable people that He um, are just completely, uh, for lack of a better word, repulsive to Him. But it's that realization that whatever we think we have is total loss in the presence of Christ. And if we have a relationship with Christ, to know Christ, to gain Christ, to depend on Christ, to, to share with Christ, to attain Christ, 
it's that is the only gain that we have in our life. So let's look at all the ways that Paul talks about um, or describing this relationship with Christ. We'll start at verse 7. But whatever gain I had, I counted as a loss for the sake of Christ. Now, this is talking about earlier in chapter 3 when he's talking about all the things that he had confidence. He, he, you know, he deserved to have confidence in. And he's sort of talking about you know, the hypothetical and the retrospective, you know, viewpoint. He's saying, if anybody thinks they have confidence, I had confidence and I deserved, you know, I was brought up the right way. I was in the right family. I was in the upper echelon of the Hebrew uh, um, group. Um, he was a Hebrew of Hebrews. He kept all the laws because he sacrificed all the right things. You know, he did all the things that you're uh, thought to be right, and he's complete energy, zeal, uh, and did great works for what he thought was supposed to be uh, according to the Old Testament law. If you had to find somebody uh, represent, representative of keeping the Old Testament law, Paul was your man. You know, from the house of Benjamin going forward, he kept that law. And he said, if anybody wanted to boast or be proud or have confidence on keeping the law, he says, look to me. And he goes, even that, all those things, he's realizing that the law couldn't save him. He was a detestable sinner. Everything that he had compared to Christ was a loss. Verse 8, indeed, I count everything. He says it again. I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ, my Lord. So in other words, you take everything in your life and try to and try to value it. It's all zeroed out compared to just knowing Jesus Christ. It's all worthless. It's all garbage. You know, knowing Jesus Christ and then your life is a pile of the worst smelling garbage you could imagine. You know, that's it's all a complete loss for his sake. Well, before I go there, the surpassing worth of knowing Christ, my Lord, it's a personal relationship. Knowing Christ, my Lord. Christ, Christ's presence on earth is a personal presence for each one of us to know him. It's not like he did something for us and we're a sheep and we each have a number. He did this for each one of us in a very personal way. He sacrificed himself for our sins in a very very personal way. Those sins are your sins and those sins are my sins. That detestable garbage is yours. That detestable garbage is mine. And just to know Him is worth more than everything you've ever done. To know your personal Lord. For His sake, verse 
uh, continuing uh, verse 8, For his sake I have suffered the loss of all things, and count them as rubbish, total garbage, in order that I may gain Christ. For his sake, to gain Christ, to know Christ, to know Christ. It's just amazing how many times, um, you know, we're we're just we're sort of comparing a gain and a loss. Again, he's contrasting what you. What you don't have to what you can can have. To know Christ, to gain Christ, to be found in Him. Not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ. The righteousness from God that depends on faith. So gain becomes loss when you know Christ. When you hear the Word of God, when you see the Word of God put in action by someone else, and you hear a call, that's the Spirit of the Lord calling you. And when you have faith, now, faith is not a work, right? You don't go out and and do something. You don't go out and... Go on a mission trip and all of a sudden now you're a Christian. You don't go out and just start doing something. Christ has already done the work. It's Christ's works already. There's nothing you have. It's as we've said before, it's faith plus nothing else. Paul is saying, faith in Christ, faith that having a trust that what he did on the cross was for you, was personal for you, was uh, His death for your sins. He traded His life for your death. The life He already had and deserved due to His holiness and righteousness, He, He traded for your death and sin an eternal death and damnation that you and me deserved, you and I deserved, in exchange for His righteousness, through His sacrifice on the cross. That's faith. That's trusting in Him with your whole life. Trusting in Him of what He did for you and me. That's that faith. That that conversion, that that trust in Him. That's all you have to do is trust in Him, your faith in Him. And His righteousness is given to you, the righteousness of Christ, the righteousness from God. These are heavy words. Verse nine, that I may be that I and be found in him. So in other words, as Christ says, I'm in the Father and the Father's in me. And just like that, I'm in you and you are in me. That relationship. He enters you. His Holy Spirit enters each one of us and is be and is in us, and we are in him. 
we spiritually speaking are in his body. We are in him. We've joined the body of Christ in a physical sense, in a spiritual sense. We join the Spirit of Christ and the Spirit of God the Father in heaven. Just as Jesus was in the Father and the Father was in Him, we have a spiritual connection and a physical connection through our faith, our conversion in Christ. And then we share this righteousness, the righteousness from God that depends on our faith. And also, we know Him, and as we said earlier, we have the mind of Christ, and we have the power of His resurrection. The power of His resurrection. That blows my mind. Every time I say it, it's just amazing to me. I just It's hard to conceive that we can go from nothingness to being so repulsive to God to knowing Him, to sharing His Spirit and the power of His resurrection. So from that, we have this righteousness. We have this this, uh, um, righteousness, not from our own works, but through Christ. We have this this ability to know Christ, to be this conversion process, as McGee points out, and as Paul is describing, we have this this call to know Christ, a righteousness from Christ, the power of His resurrection, and also to share in Christ's walk, Christ's life, to share in His sufferings, as also to share in His righteousness, but to share in His sufferings. What was Christ? Christ was a servant. Christ was a sacrifice. That's the way he lived, as a servant of God the Father in heaven, as a sacrifice, a servant to us. And and because of that, we share Christ's life. We want to be Christ-like. So we share in his sufferings, and we share in his um, righteousness, We share in this knowledge of Him. We share in His power. We share in His resurrection. We share in His sufferings. We share in His death. And we share in His resurrection from the dead. It says that I may know Him in the power of His resurrection and may share His sufferings, becoming like Him. In death, and that by any means possible I may attain the resurrection from the dead. And Paul's saying that any any way I can, I'm going to try to be like him. Any way I can, no matter what I do, I'm going to be focused on him totally, a hundred percent, that whatever I think and say and do. Whatever I can do to try to be like Him, that's what I'm going to do. Because I'm sharing with every attribute, every uh, aspect 
of who Jesus Christ is. I want to be like him in every way possible. I want to be like him. So that by any way possible, I can share in knowing him, in his mind, in his power, his suffering, his death, his resurrection. You know, what a beautiful description of how he, of the thoughts that Paul went through. You know, this is sort of Paul telling them how what was in his heart as his heart changed from someone hating uh, Christians, persecuting the church of Christ, having everything from a human standpoint. And then his heart changed and all of a sudden to know Christ, to realize that, to have that self-realization that we are detestable and utterly worthless, utterly repulsive garbage in his presence. And to know that we're still loved. That is, Paul's just describing his conversion so beautifully here. Verse 12, not that I have already attained this or am already perfect. Paul's saying even though we have this righteousness by Christ, we have this faith we have this power of resurrection we have the ability to share in all this and sharing his sufferings and becoming like him in death and the promise of this resurrection from the dead we have all of this right at the beginning right up front as it says in ephesians we get all every spiritual blessing in heaven and in his eyes we're saints We may not feel like it, but we're saints. But we get it in our imperfections. We're still imperfect people. We still sin. We still make mistakes. We still fall down in our spiritual walk with Him. And as it says in Galatians, if we try to walk uh, in... um, the Spirit, and by the Spirit, we have to keep in step with the Holy Spirit. In other words, it's that uh, that uh, Greek translation for walking in step with the Holy Spirit. That's comes from the Greek translation stokio, which means a process of learning. You fall, you get down, you get you get back up, you try again, you you walk, you fall, you get down, you get back up, you walk again you're walking in step you're trusting the holy spirit the spirit of jesus christ the power of his resurrection to be working in your life as you continue to try to know him and to be like him and to live like he lived as the servant as a living sacrifice for others not that i've already attained it or am already perfect. He says, look, I'm just like you. I'm an imperfect person. He says, but I press on to make it my own. That, I don't know about you, but I needed to hear that. And I need to hear that regularly. 
Not that I'm already obtained this or I'm already perfect. You got to hear that over and over. Because my tendency, and I think a tendency for all of us, is to sort of trust in what we do. You know, you read the Bible and you study and you, you feel good about what you've done. And then you go out and you live something and then all of a sudden you're upset about something or you you do something and somebody um, gets you feeling down in the dumps or you do something and you feel like you're you're on top of the world. But then you realize I'm on top of the world for something that I did and I really I don't deserve to feel on top of the world because I'm nothing in the eyes of the Lord. You know, the temptation is to to sort of trust your own feelings. It's human nature. But what really is one of these grounding statements is, I've not already obtained this or am already perfect. I'm just an imperfect person. But I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Wow. Isn't that beautiful? I, you know, I'm not already perfect. And I still sin. I'm still imperfect. But I keep plugging away. I press on. You know, I'm walking in step. I'm walking in step with the Holy Spirit, as it says in Galatians. I believe that's 525. I press on. I keep, I might have made mistakes, but I keep pressing on. I need to make it my own. I need to make the righteousness of Christ, the faith in Christ, my own. The knowledge of Christ, the power of His resurrection, the ability to share in his sufferings and sacrifice for others. To, to be like him. I, I press on to make it my own because Christ has made me his own. You know, if you, if you ever needed a word of encouragement, that's it. That's beautiful right there. Verse 13, brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own. And he says it and he circles back and says it again. I do not consider that I have made it my own. But one thing I do, he boils it down like this. One thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. I press on. He says it again. I press on. Toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. He's just a sinner like you and me. He's an imperfect guy like all of us. Guys and gals. He's talking to people, all, anybody. He's just a regular person. And he's not talking to them, talking down to them at all. He's talking as an equal sinner. He's talking as an equal pile of garbage. You got your garbage, I got my garbage. I haven't considered I've mastered all this. I'm not an expert at it. I'm just like you. I still make mistakes. I still have aches and pains. I still have my human frailties, my human imperfections. 
I don't consider I'm an expert at it at all. I only have one thing I do. I forget what lies behind. I put it away. You know, I've got enough sin to fill up a mountain. He says, I forget what lies behind because Christ has forgotten my sin. He's already died. If you can't forget the sin in your life, if you can't, um, if you can't let go of it, then you mock what Christ did on the cross. You said it, it probably wasn't a big enough sacrifice because I can't forget it. You know, that's a big hang up for a lot of us. And it's a big hang up. You know, all of us, I guess, to some point just feel there's an, we have too much sin. But he says, let go of it. The one thing I do is I'm looking forward. I forget what lies behind. And I'm straining forward to what lies ahead. It's not like it's an easy thing. I strain. I, it's against my nature to forget what I've done. You think you've done something bad? Paul's a murderer. Paul's put to death people, Christians. Okay? And I think God uses Paul in so many ways. I mean, if you're in jail and you've committed murder, you know, can God forgive you? Well, God forgave Paul. He not only forgave Paul, he's using Paul as he's used no one else to preach the word to the Gentiles. Paul, God sent Paul all over Asia and Europe, planting churches. He used a murderer. He says, one thing I do, forget what lies behind and straining forward what lies ahead. So in other words, we, we, uh, we become Christians through faith. We trust in Christ through faith. We gain Christ in our life through faith. We're found in Him because of our faith. We are now counted as righteous through our faith in what He did. It's what He did. It's faith in Christ and nothing else. Now we have a righteousness that comes not from who we are, it's from who He is. His Holy Spirit living in us. And now... We don't just sit around and be righteous people. We are called to live a life and to become like Him, to know Him, to share in His sufferings, becoming like Him more and more day after day by any means possible in everything we think and say and do. Because we're not already perfect people. We press on. Because Christ has made us His own. We have to live like Christ. He didn't call us just to be faithful. I mean, to, to have faith, He caused us to be faithful. So He says, I press on toward the goal for the prize. What's the prize? The upward call 
of God in Christ Jesus. The goal of our life is to live like Christ Jesus, to be more like Him. So, we'll stop there. That's where we, uh, that's our time for today. So, I hope this was helpful and encouraging to you. It, it was to me. And, um, um, I just pray that, um, that we, each one of us can realize that none of us are perfect now, that we're just pressing on day by day to become more like Christ in everything we think and say and do. So for me to all of you, God bless you. I'll see you next time. I'll turn the podcast over now to my co-host, Matali, in Zambia. And uh, to all of you, keep your heart centered on Christ, and I'll see you next time. Hello. So today's teaching is coming from Philippians chapter 3, verses 7 through to 14. So in this chapter we look at the prize of Christian living. So, um, you know, from the previous uh, verses, we had um, read how Paul believed that um, his good works contributed to his salvation. So Paul believed all the good works that he was doing, the fact that he was um, a Hebrew of Hebrews, he was from the tribe of Benjamin, he was circumcised, he believed all those things are what were going to lead him to salvation. Until Paul um, had a revolution in his life when he was on the road to Damascus, when he met Jesus Christ. And, um, you know, what happened on that road changed Paul's bookkeeping system. So he moved from, um, you, you know, everything that was a debit in his life became a credit and everything that was a credit in his life became a debit. So, um, this is where Paul, you know, um, tossed out his religion, um, tossed out the law, um, of everything that he actually believed in were going to lead to salvation. So verse 7 of chapter 3 reads, but, things, but what things were gain to me, these I have counted loss for Christ. So, um, you know, he changed his ledger system. Um, um, whatever, whatever he lost, whatever he felt he lost, like whatever he lost, he gained. And whatever he gained, he, he, he added on the, on, the, on the debit side. So, um, verse, um, verse eight, um, between verse seven and eight, it shows us, you know, there was, there was a time lapse because, um, verse eight reads, yet indeed, I also count all things laws for the excellent, for the excellence of knowledge of, of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish that I may gain Christ. So, um, Paul here, um, you know, there was a conversion that took place. Um, many a times, um, do we Christians believe, you know, like the conversion is only a moment. And, you know, once that conversion happens, we can be, we can afford to live carelessly as Christians. But, um, you know, the sanctification is a walk, you know, knowledge of Jesus Christ is, um, you know, is uppermost. So, um, you know, Paul flashed away his religion and started walking with Christ. So um, conversion stays with us. If we do not continue walking in Christ, if we just believe in that particular moment, I don't know, 
we always tend to think, you know, we're going to have like, you know, uh, uh, um, I don't know, we're going to, to, to have this, um, you know, light shine upon us and all like it happens for a moment and boom, buddy, boom, we're done. Um, that's not how um, conversion and, and and walking in sanctification means. It's, it's, it's a walk. It's a daily walk every day. Um, we, we ought to walk in Christ. So, um, and this is what Paul believed in. So, um, you know, because Paul's philosophy, if we go back to, um, Philippians chapter one, verse 21, it says, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. So Paul believed, you know, walking in Christ for him, um, was a matter of eternal life and if he died um it was a gain because he was he 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 ran his race and um he he was walking in Christ and he was um you know he the, he was doing he, he was running for his prize in, in other words so verse 9 goes on to read and be found in him not having my own righteousness which is from the law but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith. So, um, you know, Paul Paul now got to understood that he could not depend on his own righteousness and, um, um, and you know, following the law and his own religion was not going to help him. You know, um, these things were counting for nothing. You know, God takes in sinners and cleans them up. Look at how Paul actually lived his life. He was... Um, persecuting um the christians um the church and um he went to christ if you go to christ and take your sins as christians today christ will clean us up so because christ wants us cleaned up with a pure heart and blameless with a pure soul um so you know when you when you come to christ um you come with nothing you cannot say oh hey christ, jesus christ this is what i'm offering you know i followed the law I, I i went to church every sunday i was baptized i am circumcised we have nothing to offer christ nothing christ just wants us to go as we are and um and 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 not take our own righteousness and our own beliefs and doctrines to him so um we have to honor god and we have to believe in in him so verse 10 and 11 reads um that i may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death if by any means i may attain to the resurrection from the dead so um you know paul changed his purpose in 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 you know for the future um you know after he was saved by faith so um you know paul focused on christ um you know this this was somebody who was actually persecuting the church and you know christ washed him up cleaned him up and paul believed in 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 um in christ and he changed his purpose um so it's 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 the saving faith um that that's actually saves us it's faith that moves you so uh it's faith that actually works um, in our lives. So faith has given, um, faith is supposed to give us a new motivation. Um, faith has to change us. You know, you cannot just say, oh, hey, I actually um, have accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and personal Savior, but you still continue living, um, you know, living um, your past life the way, um, you know, through our old nature. Um, faith has to produce something new. 
Um, so, you know, we have to ask ourselves, what are we going to do um, with Jesus that died for us? What are we going to do with the blood of Jesus that was actually shed on the cross? Um, let us do something, you know, as Christians, let us not just sit and, and say, oh, hey, I have received and accepted Christ as my personal savior. Let us do something for God, you know, because um, at the end of Paul's life, um, you know, like um, he still wanted to know Christ, you know, despite, you know, like all the knowledge that he actually attained, him going around and preaching and spreading the good news, the gospel. Paul still wanted to know Christ. Salvation is a daily walk. It just doesn't end at um, receiving the Holy Spirit and um, and that's it. Paul still wanted to walk with Christ every day. So um, we need the reality of Christ um, you know, in our lives and the work of his redemption. Uh, you know, we can just, we, we can't just live by, you know, as Christians and say, oh, hey, I have received Christ and all. We are not living the will of God. Um, you're as good as not saved. You know, we, we have to do something for, 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 for Christ. He died for us on the cross and he shed his blood for us. Verse 11, um, you know, you know, it, it talks about, you know, affirming, um, that, um, we will, be part of the rapture. So um, here Paul was affirming that he was going to be part of the rapture if by any means I attain the resurrection from the dead. So, um, you know, Paul wanted to affirm that, um, you know, like through through his faith in Christ, he wanted to affirm to be part of um, the rapture when on, on, on Christ's second coming, um, you know, as um, as he actually was walking faithfully in um, Christ. Verse 12 reads, Not that I have already attained or I, I am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold for me. So, you know, Paul, with all that he had actually, um, he was doing and he, he had actually uh, believed in and all, he still wanted to know Christ. So knowing Christ, the knowledge of Christ doesn't end. Um, you know, the walk of Christ is a daily walk. It's not just a once of thing. So knowledge that's, um, you know, that's, that's, um, that he, he, he will attain, um, was not perfection. So, um, in as much as um, he's saying, you know, all the knowledge that he's actually attained and all, um, he be, still believed he was not perfect. And um, he this did not deter him, f um, you know, from moving in the direction that Christ actually wanted him to move in. Because, you know, um, a lot of people listened to Paul. He preached the gospel. He understood it well. He gained enough knowledge. And he still wanted to know Christ. And he still believed he wasn't perfect. He still believed um, he wanted um, to actually um, be part of the rapture. Uh, he never once did go out and, you know, with a lot of pride and say, um, you know, because I know so much of the scripture and I understand it really well. And, you know, I have received Christ as my personal savior. Um, you know, I'm at a higher level than everybody else. No, Paul still believed he was not perfect and we are not perfect. Um, every day we stumble as Christians. Every day, um, you know, we, we, we sin as Christians, but um, we ought to go back to 
you know, to we all we, we ought to go back to zero and reset and go back to our Lord and personal Savior and ask for his sin. Uh, ask, sorry, ask for his forgiveness um, for all our sins. So verse 13 and 14 uh, read, Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended. But one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to the things which are ahead. I press towards the goal for the prize of the upward calling of God in Christ Jesus. So Paul said that um, he had not yet arrived, despite, you know, like reaching um, his end of life here on earth. Um, but he, he had not yet arrived. Paul, you know, left the past behind him um, and not letting it be a handicap for his future ahead. He forged ahead and, um, you know, he 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 was looking at the prize which was upwards which was Christ Jesus um the prize is to be caught up in 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 the rapture that is the prize that's the prize of Christ, Christ, christian living um and um you know the prize is is to pursue Christ and to be caught up in the in the rapture let us um you know let us get into that race of life let us run um, you know, like a racetrack runner, like we're running for a prize. We're running to actually um, win something. And in the race of life, we're running to attain um, the rapture and we're running to, 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 um, to pursue Christ. You know, we have to be after Christ's heart. You know, uh, if we look at Daniel, he was a man who was after, who was after Christ's, um, um, Christ's heart. So, you know, as Christians, let us run the race of life with Christ in us. Let us, um, you know, walk every day. Salvation is an is, is a daily walk. Um, salvation is not a one-off thing. Um, let us do something for Christ. He He died for us on the cross, and let us um, let us do something for Christ. What are we doing for Christ? Are we Are we just letting His resurrection and His death on the cross and resurrection go to waste? What are we doing as Christians? Um, let us do something for Christ. Let us do the will of God. Um, and let us let our daily walk every day be a walk um, in Christ. So, yeah, this is today's teaching. Thank you all for uh, listening in. Have a great day. God bless and bye-bye.